Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Fabulous. We're in here. Yeah. We're in here. Trying to keep it a little weird this week, as we were just talking about (laughs) with our guest this week. Super excited to bring on award-winning composer, Mr. Frank Dormani. Let's give it up. How you doing? How's it going, guys? I'm I'm doing great. Better now that I'm I'm chatting with you guys and getting weird. Oh, you guys, are getting, <laughs> you guys are getting weird. It says weird five minutes into the into the interview, so you know that. Oh, there's the white claw. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, tr- we're, we're trying to get weirder. We start weird, then by the end, it's just like, oh my god, what the what yeah, the fuck I mean, just happened? <laughs> I can go get more. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the kind of thing where it's like, wow, I'm never watching this again, but I really like it, so I'm gonna watch it again, even though it's like it's like insane. It's like a traffic yeah. accident. Yeah. It's like the reason it's the reason why people like horror movies. Right. Especially like the one we're going to talk about. That's right. Yeah, super excited. So Dead your way. your pick this week was The Collector. Emphasis on this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my movie three times. Yeah, the warm up to the interview uh the the uh the the show was that I set a new record for most amount of mind changes. So all awards congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah there we go yeah put it in the trophy right. case uh put it in but super excited for this one uh so why why did you wind up picking this as opposed to the other so ones? you know it was merely because i love all the movies you know i love all three of the ones that i had in mind but mm-hmm. this one was you know i watched it recently um again after having i i don't think i'd seen it for probably about 10 probably like no i wouldn't say 10 years but i haven't seen it in a long time mm-hmm. and it's you know it's before that whole like early 2010s horror um mm. came about and, and movies started you know before i don't know how to describe it you know you know things change sometimes and mm. you know genres will have a little bit of a change that's noticeable as you know in a new decade or a couple of years this one was 2009 <clears throat> it's gory it's freaking nuts it's brutal one location granted you know that there's always the the, the great feat of having a one location film and i think Love they just it. there's so many things about this movie man that i think makes it amazing and underrated too like Agreed. there's there's just a whole lot of stuff you know that we'll, we'll talk about but yeah i just wanted to kind of talk about an underrated movie that i feel like doesn't get a lot of love uh, nowadays yep. absolutely uh what so like thinking back to like because like you said this was you know a long while since you watched this can you kind of remember what your first impression was like the first time that you picked this movie up <clears throat> oh yeah i've always i always loved this movie i think it was like um pretty sure like we saw it like kind of when it came out and and it was I was younger, so I was like, whoa, this one, I was like, damn, that's like, this one was really crazy. Like, especially crazy, like Saw-level gore, like hostile mm-hmm. Saw-level torture, gore, splatter, whatever you want to call it. And I like it was, splatter. Splatter's good. <laughs> splatter, yeah. I, I like, I've been referring to them as splatter lately. I think it sounds cooler, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, no, they're, I, I think it, I definitely stood out when I was younger and then revisiting it, and it still holds up after you've seen a bunch of movies that are more you know relevant and, and more recent with you know better special effects not even better just more advanced you really appreciate how much they were doing for you know a movie of that um that caliber back then even though i'm sure the budget was fairly large large enough for them to do what they did with it but just six overall mm-hmm. yeah you know, oh six million okay yeah. yeah you know budget can't always save a movie there's True. you know some of the most famous movies in the world that people hated on have you know People people will hate on a movie no matter how much they spend on it, whether it's a hundred thousand or uh, fifty million. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I just don't think we needed a third Ant Man movie. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
to that same testament, like a really interesting thing that I feel like happened is everybody's talking about inflation right now. And like for the film industry, it almost feels like, especially an independent, it kind of feels like the inverse where it feels like there's accessibility now. Like, I think you could have made, like if they had the same technology now and like the amount of it that is out there, they probably could have cut their budget in half. I agree. And done the exact same movie exactly the same way. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's like, I feel like, you know, you think about it, it's like $6 million for that movie, right? There's not a lot of that present on set. I, to an extent, I guess, you know, with the, the practical effects that they chose, even if it's not necessarily practical in terms of the gore, but like what they rigged up, like yeah. what's yeah. up there, you know, chandelier with, you know, kitchen knives attached to it and, and the whole decor of the place and all, you know, the, the little bits and pieces, I guess it adds up. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think they probably for half of that or, you know, maybe even like two million made that made a movie like that just as good. Yeah, because at that point, you're really Nowadays. just paying people. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Take yeah. a note out yeah. of that book, fucking Netflix and Bob Iger. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, Eric, what about yourself? What was your first impression of this movie? I was just going to say, like, kind of echoing what you're talking about, Frank, and that it has that sort of late 2000s kind of vibe to it. Right. It, it's kind of in that, like, green room territory, like mm. uh, the the film grain and the cinematography, the the shooting style. Um, you're seeing that slow mo thing come back into into you know, <laughs> and, and there's a lot of things about it that it sort of dates it in a very charming way. Um, obviously this is uh kind of like the B side of a Saw movie, if that is fair to say. Um, I was reading online that this was actually this this story was actually supposed to serve as a prequel to Saw. Um, and it got rejected by the studio just for whatever reason but uh these two dudes that ended up doing the screenplay for it picked it up and wanted to follow through with it and kind of you know see it come to fruition with their ideas and their designs and things like that but it definitely hits like that sort of survival horror um a little bit of a torture porn vibe a little bit of a you know splatter right a little splatter <laughs> in there yeah um yeah. it's just a it, it's one of those things that like i'll be real man i kind of like love and hate this thing because it sort of falls victim to writing in places here and there in consistency <laughs> that sort of make it better in a way if if that makes any sense where it's like it's it's the inadequacies <laughs> of certain yeah. aspects of the movie that make it so charming and make it what it is because it wouldn't hit the way that it did without those you know shortcomings and things like that it's part of the identity so yeah yeah no i i agree with you man completely another thing i love the film grain by the way that's something i picked up on like you know mm. you know you know right away like you can notice it when you know in lighter lighter scenes mm -hmm. was it the other way around no i noticed grain and when it's lighter you know mm -hmm. for some reason sure um but that's when i noticed it during like an outside scene i was like oh nice touch like right like okay yeah. that definitely adds to like the brutality of it and the writing is definitely like it's kind of like you don't know certain things until the end. I guess they tie it up, but like you kind of go and I go into it. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Like for example, the guy in the safe, oh, right, yeah. coming out of, coming out of the lockbox or the, the chest safe, whatever it was. When he's like, oh, I'm the bait. It's kind of like you gotta like wrap your. You gotta think like, wait, you know what? <laughs> me, I didn't. I I understood it later on when I'm like, oh, he okay. So he gets them first, he keeps one. His deal is like, like he he'll kill them all, but keep one. He collects one person. He'll use them as bait for his next batch right and they make that a little more clear in the second movie i was gonna right. ask if you, you know, had right seen the, the second movie okay cool because i haven't seen the sequel yeah you yeah, know I we were watching it i was showing it to my girlfriend last night and i fell asleep on it i did but um 
I didn't remember it as much as I thought I was going to remember it. I do think I like the first one better, even though I haven't fully rewatched the second one or haven't seen it in a while. But, you know, they tie up some loose ends, you know, in terms of like the story right away in the beginning. Like you see, okay, this is why he, it becomes more apparent why he's doing what he's doing. Got it. Right. That makes sense. What about you? First impression. Uh, So I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with the writing because there were just like some times where I was like, I felt like with like really darker scenes that they were doing, the writing hit really hard. And then everything else was just kind of filler around it. Like they were just trying to, they were just trying to get to the next trap, you know, or whatever. Um, but what what I loved and, and the, the film grade grain, like everyone's talking about really did. Uh, and the texture of the movie was really awesome. And I could feel those Saw vibes. But the reason I loved Saw and movies like The Collector is they both are very reminiscent of what 90s Grindhouse mm. was and what that felt like and where a lot of these, you know, practical effects are Seven. coming from. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the early 2000s did an incredible job of like trying to like hold on to that because they were like, for dear life, <laughs> this was the best thing yeah. we've done in horror in a while. We really need to hold on mm. to it. You know, I loved this movie. I, I thought the traps were uh, it. it I, I can't wrap my head around the idea of this being like a Saw prequel because, you know, I just see yeah. Jigsaw as somebody that's intelligent. <laughs> and it also like it doesn't really queue up with the idea that with the traps that he was setting, there was supposed to be no way out. There's no hope. There's no redemption. There's no fucking I am here to collect <laughs> kind of thing. There's no dodge button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stamina is depleted, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only awareness, like the awareness um the main character he, you know his awareness was you know top of the chain there like he, yeah they made it believable that, that you know somebody walking around with those booby traps could avoid certain ones i mean you got to understand though walking in a house that or being in a house that's completely booby trapped after you notice one and how unnoticeable it is and you're like oh shit they're all around the house i i wouldn't move i don't think i would move i'd be like <laughs> right fucking stand still because i don't know what's coming if i accidentally open a doorknob you know you know what this is like actually this is like a horror movie version of Home Alone. And it's, it is. <laughs> which is yeah. it, you know, it is differences, of course. Macaulay Culkin grew up. Uh, and became yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. But, you know, it, it it's it's basically like it's it's kind of like that. It really it, the, the booby trap in the house, one, you know, that kind of thing. The one location with the first one. Right. I would pay money just to have a scene of Macaulay Culkin just going, I'm not afraid anymore. And then he just tightens the mask on the back of his head. Dude, that would be insane. <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. Dude, plot twist of the century is like at the end of the movie, it takes off. He <laughs> wait, wait for it. He takes off his mask and it's just I'm Kevin the one who knows. <laughs> not even Macaulay Culkin, it's Kevin. It's Kevin. Yeah. Everybody knows Kevin. That's from Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone, Kevin. They know it's him. He uh. opens up and it's like, damn, his family really fucked this guy up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I stayed home alone. Now it's your turn too. And I'm going to make it painful for you. And I think that's my my favorite thing about like the collector, like as a as a killer, is that he is kind of sloppy. Like some of those traps do miss. You know, they're they're not. 100 percent forget you know? where they are right, <laughs> right. yeah no they're traps he can walk into if he you know yeah. you're telling me that dude's he's not remembering everything no there's no, there's way. no way there's yeah. no way unless he's been staking out that house for a while which they made it apparent at the end that he had because he was the exterminator mm -hmm. right. right 
right, right that's right. the whole thing he was he was the guy that um josh stewart's character is like oh there's a wasp nest or hornet's nest over there whatever he's the dude who waves um, <laughs> yeah so. and i was like oh that's him you know like does he do this for every is this like his first instance of collecting doing his thing or is there more people in the past because now he's okay so he's going on this exterminator job or is he like actually like literally an exterminator or is this just like a, a you know a ruse to get around the house but then you think about there was that opening scene where there's the couple beforehand sure. that he he gets so it's like i don't know maybe he's easing into it and, and <laughs> trying to grow the uh the collecting business i don't know mm-hmm. that's like those little things you know like those little potholes not potholes but just little um inadequacies as you stated eric yeah I, it's I, both i i had i was gonna say i and i think that's okay i mean like i'm not anti having like an airtight plot line and yeah. an mo for a killer or something it's like horror. that it some people yeah dude some people just oh, yeah. watch the world burn it's all good yeah fuck up it's no worse art you doesn't know. need a reason yeah right <laughs> right 100 no 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 and yeah like and and you know they leave you questioning um <clears throat> this is one of my things that me and my girlfriend are actually talking about when when it happened in the movie there's a scene at the end and this you know pertains to his like mo and and what kind of makes him flip that switch is he um josh stewart's character when he's tied up and um collectors like getting ready to you know slice and dice or whatever mm-hmm. he he tries to distract him from going over to the little girl right and he mm-hmm. calls him the the f-slur right mm-hmm. um and he like turns his head and he immediately like you know he's like turning his head and and now that makes him come over to him so it's like now you're thinking oh did that word trigger him is he like you know it, it, is there some underlying meaning be, is he the why? one in the box yeah <laughs> well it's okay all right yeah sure okay good 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 one good one that's a better way of of yeah saying it i guess <laughs> yeah is the character a gay man or like that that affected him and that's why he was like right you know, really but also sure. you know but granted it's 2009 and they would throw that word around a lot more. Exactly. Totally. The only thing I want to point out about that specifically is, and I've talked to people about this before, you know, I'm not somebody to use that word in public or use it, you know, in a derogatory term against somebody or whatever. And there's that side of, and I've talked to some friends about it, and I'm just like curious as to if I were to say it to somebody to like put hate in my heart at them or something, I feel like it would be to like, you know, a hardcore like, trumper or clan leader or something like that right someone who's gonna take it offensive even though like i don't think that's like like some somebody that's absurdly straight yeah you know (laughs) yeah because they're fixated on what that i guess you know implies the worst thing in the world right the early 2000s like the 90s you know yeah exactly but that does raise a really interesting question about like the killer himself and like i wonder if that was like background like in the writing for people because i know sometimes there's always just like subtleties that people will try and put in but again the the writing was kind of all over the place so it was kind of hard to tell because like yeah <laughs> no i get that but then there's like the, the question is like like you guys were saying you know what we were talking about with that whole instance with uh, the f word and all that mm-hmm. he it raises a question now however 14 years after the movie's been out and it kind of makes you think like okay what was the intention of the writers including that line and and Mm -hmm. having the flip switch of the collector right you know why you know he snaps in that moment and that's that's what makes him flip around and and you know start giving it to this guy so i guess stuff like that holds up in a good way sometimes like holds up in the matter of you know you could talk about it today and still have a question sure yeah 
Because I mean, I, mean I don't really it's... encounter in movies a lot. True. I would say I've even seen like uh, Mark Cantu have a line in um, Massacre Academy, and it was like one of the girls was just being a bitch to the other one, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, she is a lesbian at the end of the movie, you know? And it was just, uh, yeah. right. and it was cute, and it was funny, you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. some. It's. It, I think it's all about the intent, and I think mm-hmm. that comes off in writing a lot. Um, Where you're aiming matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because, um, like, that was kind of what was confusing about the beginning of this movie to me is straight up, it, I don't know if it was the grit or the creepy tea party that's happening with, with this <laughs> child. Because, like, here's my thing. is like I've been around construction a lot, you know, growing up as a kid, and I could not imagine one of these like burly contractors to go sit down and have a tea party hanging out in my nine-year-old daughter's bedroom <laughs> and the best part about this yeah. arkin gets up when the dad comes in the dad's like here's like she or arkin was like oh yeah we were uh she invited me for a tea party and he goes uh <laughs> yeah you did yeah uh-huh. uh-huh. and he was like no it's fine i have a daughter too and he was like oh it's fine that you were hanging out with my fucking <laughs> oh yes yeah, okay I, yeah yeah <laughs> questionable you so, can't and they add in the, yeah. i was gonna say and to that point oh like, you have a daughter oh you're good then you don't have uh <laughs> right, you, right. you have a family oh you're completely sane and completely can you show me horrible. her id yeah, you're not you're not capable of <laughs> weird to a child yeah no worries i will say i forgot where i read it but somebody pointed out that arkin is their um go-to handyman for this house so presumably he's somebody that they had worked with in the past again the film itself never touches on that right so there's that gray area and that kind of thing but there's a level of trust established so he's uh so he's like a familiar face i guess yeah exactly okay so i guess he's it makes more sense he's a handyman but rather than like somebody who was just wrapping up a big job and i don't think that that negates the the concern <laughs> no definitely not definitely not because he because he knows everybody's name i mean we do kind of see that in the next sequence where he's outside smoking a cigarette after he gets like uh he has the encounter I, I, with the wasp nest so weird and, and like he he waves the dude hey there's a wasp nest over there guys like all right cool and he like sits in his truck and then like the teenage daughter comes up and she's like hey let me get a drag of the cigarette and he's like nah i don't want to like upset your you know i don't want to add to your degeneration or whatever he says you know <laughs> something something to, <laughs> something to that effect she's like no let me get a hit he's like all right cool She's like, what kind of name is Arkin anyway? He's like, what kind of name is Jill? He didn't ever introduce himself to her, and she never introduced herself to him. So there's like this this familiarity and stuff like that. And that's all that I meant at the beginning of this when I said that there's some inconsistencies and some inadequacies in the writing where it's like, it's there, but you have to like see it a couple times, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah, so it's like Levi looking for me to answer a question. Correct. <laughs> it's a lot like Levi. That scene to me was like kind of fucking gross. Cause like at this point, like I said, with the grit and everything, I was just under the impression that Arkin was the collector. Sure. Which I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. He was just the collector of the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like hiding in this house. Because yeah. the premise being his wife is in crippling debt. To a, to a uh, loan shark, shark I think. nonetheless. Yeah, a loan shark, nonetheless. This is actually a shark month movie. But <laughs> but what he has to do is he decide that this is his uh the the guy that is his loan shark is also like the the um 
the kingpin for this like brokerage of everything. And so he works out a deal with him where he has to, you know, accumulate enough money to pay off this debt before midnight. And so he puts the pieces together. He's like the guy that I'm doing this housework for is a jeweler. He has a jewelry business. He can clearly afford this plantation house, you know, so that's some crazy money. He's probably got something in a safe somewhere. And also I know where the safe is because I work on this house. So that's kind of the whole idea. He kind of came across to me like I'm as far as like when they were writing uh, Arkin's character is he's actually just Mr. Blonde. Hmm. Because, like, they even talk about, like, the packages that he was getting on the inside when they were, like, in the car. Because he, like, the whole premise of this movie happens in, like, four hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's And that was actually, like, one of the biggest giveaways to me for, like, the twist at the end. Or twist at the end. Because it was, like, uh, he leaves. There's loan sharks. He goes to talk to his dude about, like, hey, so you don't have a choice. It's 50-50. He's like, first of all, dude, I own you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like putting the lighter under his hand and shit, which is like (laughs) very threatening. Scaring him into the 40% deal. That's right. (laughs) That's still a pretty good, I would assume that's a pretty good cut because like that 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 stone was a rock. For that fucking four and a half pound ruby that he pulled out of there. Yes, sir. Absolutely. What are rubies even worth? I don't know, man. I'm not even. Well, in Resident Evil 5, uh, Resident Evil 4, they (laughs) sell one of those. Pretty sure it's a ruby. You kill the chainsaw man, you get a ruby. Nice. I was going to say flawless rubies in Skyrim go for approximately 400. Okay, 400. That doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah, it was in Skyrim. Not when you can just drop and pick shit up and keep selling it back to the Khajiit. Sweet rolls are like 10, just to put it in perspective. (laughs) But yeah, that was a that was a large harry potter sorcerer stone looking piece of goodness so um anyhow um yeah so we get to the break-in and we he starts actually like trying to crack the code right Mm -hmm. and he's got like this this is actually one of my favorite ways to watch people crack when they have like the sonicators that like Mm -hmm. pick up the wave frequencies it's so fucking james bond Mm -hmm. So it's so 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank, as somebody who deals with music a lot, do you think that you could pick locks based on frequency? Hell no. <laughs> I don't I, I can't dude, I can't. Every time I see it in a movie, I'm like, oh shit. I feel like I can go on YouTube and look up how to pick a lock. And then the FBI is gonna show up at my door. What are you looking that up for? That's right. like looking up how to make a bomb if you're curious. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everything's a Google search at some point, I guess, if you're, you know, curiosity. Like, like you know, that, for example. But, no, dude, that, that stuff, he was the sonicator, right? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure like, it's actually just like a wavelength reader, but I don't know what you actually call that. I think son- yeah. Sonicator is a brand. No, what's, <laughs> what a sonicator does is actually releases vibrations. Yeah, you I'm know just, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure like what that, I'm pretty sure somebody told me that like when you pick if you pick a lock or a safe it's like you you have to listen for certain clicks or like where you know it'll pass it's like the combination is like when you're turning it and you don't know the combination you could hear a, a clicks that sounds different mm-hmm. or something like that um i think that's maybe what that wavelength is it's pick it's trying to pick up that frequency of the turning that's different mm. maybe i dude i don't because assuming it would be know. a higher pitch right like that's what i got from it too instead of tink. yeah no, so I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, I guess that I'm just, yeah, I'm just stupid. I believe in you. 
I, I totally believe that you could break into a safe if we really needed to. I think you guys could. No, I think Eric could. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you I could. I was just going to say. Drop me out of that one real quick. Well, no, well, and I, because I, I have the technology. And by that, I mean, I have a stethoscope and that's good enough because we're just listening for clicks at the end of the day. We don't need like a heads up display or anything. I have I mean, a gun. I, like I said, I, well, and exactly. Right. <laughs> it's a wall safe. As you would. You're Carolina boy. Carolina boy. Five minutes. Carolina boy. Went into gun runners. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the guy kind of got to say to his, his his wife honey i'm gonna go run a couple errands yeah gun runners walks in five minutes later that's right just walks out mission accomplished hilarious he threw in three yeah. quarter sticks of dynamite just for laughs that's what i'm saying it's easy yeah just just for some fun it's easy it's just about not getting caught and that's kind of the premise of like uh my uh, overarching issue with this movie is he got involved What's the first thing you don't do when you're committing a crime is get involved with the people that are involved in it, right? So you you just don't yeah. do that. But that could be his daughter. Right. And it's just like I roll 3,000, you know? It's, it's just one of those they things give him, It's like you almost get that, like, I wish they would have presented him with, like, an opportunity early on to, to have, like, I'm not sure if this actually happens or not, but it would have been nice to see, like, early on into the break-in when he realizes, like, shit's going down, the family's going to die, but he also has the the stone that's going to save his family mm-hmm. so it's like he's presented with a choice like to either leave with the stone walk out alive or stay fight help the family out type of thing yep and it, it would have been a quick uh, 10 second sequence and it would have added so much more because it, it sort yeah. of feels like he's trapped he doesn't know who the collector is because the collector reveals himself at this point he's kind of you know meandering his way through the home at this point mm-hmm. which first of all how did he not hear arkin come in Second of all, how did Arkin make it all the way to where the safe is without triggering any of the traps that were presumably already set up? So that was the weird part to me was it was the only window that wasn't booby trapped was the one that was on the ground level right next Mm -hmm. to the fucking safe. Because he he picks the lock with his fucking like, you know, without the gloves on. Mm. There's a lot of things about this. And then he puts the gloves on where it's just again, it's just from a writing standpoint. I was going to say earlier, Frank, the the review that I read for this movie, the dude said, make sure your brain's turned off when you watch this one. (laughs) <laughs> You're, see, you'll be able to that, pick it see, apart that's where, if your brain's turned on that's, I got something for that Go. Yeah. he took his gloves off because it was shit that he was working on around the house it would make sense if he had oh give finger- me a fucking break nope. shut the fuck nope. up you let me finish Eric <laughs> you let me fucking finish he put it on for the safe because there's no reason he would have been touching the safe what he did was give himself plausible deniability being there there's no such thing as plausible deniability in a house with four murdered bodies, a stolen safe, and your fingerprints on the front door. I refuse to buy that. that. I refuse to buy that. I don't care who he is. That's a totally plausible thing. He's the handyman. Why would you hide in plain sight? He's the handyman. Like that. That's stupid, John. He probably, you know, he installed those locks. He knows what he's doing to those locks. He knows. <laughs> you know what you're doing to those locks, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, just if, stuck if this dude had it on his mind, he's ha- he has the master key. He's I've got. Exactly. Right. Why does he something. have the master key? But I didn't think of this shit when I'm in the beginning. I'm like, how did he? I didn't think, oh, how's he in the house without triggering the very first booby trap that's probably there? Yeah, it's called the security the alarm that he installed. <laughs> that's off. off. <laughs> yeah that's off nonetheless in the middle of nowhere 10 o'clock, yeah. 
there's so many things about the the middle of nowhere. People either feel super safe being in the middle of the nowhere, uh, being in the middle of nowhere. Ver- and a lot of people say, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's perspective. City people hate the middle of nowhere. Sure. But oh, yeah. Country people or people from just, you know, more rural and relaxed places. Totally. Love it. They love it. I'm I'm a country boy and I love the isolation. I'll be real with you. I'm saying country, but it's 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 <laughs> less so than where I'm currently sitting. Yeah, statistically, they're probably gonna hit two houses before they even get. To All me. I'm saying is where I live. If you hear a gunshot, it's because somebody's hunting, not because somebody got murdered. Well, so no, they didn't get murdered; they got shot. <laughs> Those are not the same thing. So it's all good. <laughs> shot and killed. Call a shot and yeah, killed. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Sorry, somebody bled out in a field. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Okay. But was he murdered? No, he wasn't murdered. He just he got shot, bled out, and <laughs> what murder? <laughs> and he's no longer with us. It's like, guys, we got to keep the value of the neighborhood up. We can't let the house value drop. That's what I'm Dude. saying. <laughs> this is a plantation. They also staged this movie in fucking Detroit. <laughs> For some reason, it's it's according to really? IMDb set in Detroit, and I'm if I'm not mistaken, was filmed in like Mobile, Alabama. So <laughs> what's wrong with Alabama's location? I, I don't mean, know why you wouldn't just lean into the Alabama thing. First of all, it's a plantation house, so mm, you know <laughs> that's oh already all good. That's why everybody's throwing slurs around in the basement. <laughs> I was gonna say. Secondly, oh, Jesus. But anyhow, oh regardless. Collector is here. We get one of my favorite shots in the movie where it's this sort of bird's eye view of the grid of the walls where there's like doors opening Mm -hmm. and closing. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like waiting at the door and the collector hears him waiting at the door but decides to move on and then he escapes through the other door. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Love that. I was going to point that out. You beat me to it. That one was one of my favorite shots. Seeing it and they sold it well. You know, they, oh yeah. It's obvious, you know, the house, it, if you go over the, you know, there's a ceiling, obviously, but it's meant to be out of perspective. Sure. I think in ter- in terms of, you know, what characters can actually see. I feel like, you know, everything shot for a movie is like in the perspective of a realistic perspective, unless it's intentional like that, where, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There's just like something about it. It's like if you go on the second floor, if you go above that floor, you're not going to see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's a shot that's, stylistic and it's there because they want you to, to see beyond just one room mm-hmm. you want you to see the two characters at the same time but they're in different parts of the house right so, and and there's just no... like playing clue and you right. know, you're looking at the, the board <laughs> right I, I was just gonna say there's no version of that where it requires you to sort of buy into that shot either it's just like you know exactly where you are and you feel like a third party that's witnessing that so i think it's super effective um yeah. But it, it's it's cool because like the collector again is like sort of walking his way around the house and responding to different noises and stimuli and things like that that he's hearing. And we get to a point where uh, Arkin is like aware of screaming, like you hear screaming and shit. <laughs> and so he's sort of like, <laughs> "Do I leave?" You know, he's kind of doing that thing where he's like, I, "I'll come back in thirty minutes." Like, what are we? <laughs> this know? is like his least Mister Blonde moment. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the father's body comes sliding across the floor and it's covered in blood and gashes and wounds and cuts and shit like that. And he's like, why would you do this to me? He's like, it's not me. Shut the fuck up. There's somebody else in here. (laughs) And then he keeps talking. Thankfully, the lines that he says are universal to the point where he could be talking to Arkin in the closet or the guy that the collector that's walking down the hall to, you know, 
taken back. Exactly. Um, I'm sure that's exactly what the writers had in mind. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I will say, like, one of my favorite parts about this, and like one of the the moments for me, because like you know, I'm I'm really big on fucking figuring out movies as they go and trying to figure out the twists and shit. So, uh, I put it uh as so like Daddy's home because I my first thought was like, what the fuck is with why they're on vacation? Why is he here? Um, which I guess they're leaving the next day or there's something simple to explain that. Mm-hmm. But when he's and Arkin is walking through the kitchen to get downstairs when he decides that he's going to be a hero today, mm-hmm. which is always a mistake. Um, Don't be okay. a fucking cowboy, guys. I got to tell you. Um, But it's it's uh the scene where he sees the tripwire on the ground. He's already seen some of the traps in the house, but he sees the tripwire on the ground. He sees like the crudest fucking like two by four with a machete attached to it, (laughs) nails through it. And he's like, oh, but what was important for me in that scene was I had this moment of how the fuck did he have so much time to get this done? I was like, it's the it was (laughs) it was the dude who waved earlier. Yeah, yeah. he's the fucking collector. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's why that's why all of this shit was set up already. The emphasis on the spiders and shit like that, and you know all all that sort of yeah. symbolism and shit throughout that. Like, oh, he's you know, always I'm so, always here. You know, I'm so stupid. I didn't even catch that. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking during the movie, I'm like, what the fuck's with all the bugs? What, what, what's with the bugs? Right. He's not an exterminator, dude. <laughs> he didn't know dude, I'm... about extermination. <laughs> I watch these. I watch movies mindless sometimes. Like that's okay. The beginning of movies, right? You know, when they just oh, get it's yeah. where I'm at on the spectrum. Right. It's all right. I know. No, I love to tear shit down. That's my problem. That's my toxic. <laughs> I also enjoy the elements of surprise and not digging too deep into movies. So, sure. which is why I like watching Got them it. more mindlessly for the experience. And then, if I really want to watch it mindfully, I'll watch it again. You know, mm. that I'm just the only person that can successfully validate me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I make sure to Good solve point. the puzzle first to beat me and beat <laughs> <Right>. the movie. <laughs> oh, John, no. <laughs> Well, that's gonna have to be something you look, you figure, you look past because man, therapy's expensive. Fuck all that. I still enjoyed it. I love this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love it too. I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's, dude. It's I think it's sick. I I'm gonna just despite all the you know flaws, whatever, everything has flaws. Sure, totally. I think it's fucking awesome, dude. And I'd watch it again, like as soon as possible. Because yeah. I I got to thinking about the spider. Because, you know, they do the first scene going back to, like, the tea party or whatever. And it kind of hit me when we saw the spider again. And I was like, I the only thing that I could pull a derivative from, and I could be way off base about this, but I know you're 100% on base with this. Okay. I assume that the spider is because spiders collect their victims and then eat them later. Via traps. Yeah, exactly. Via traps, Mm -hmm. eat them later kind of thing. And I guess he was just the Black Widow sure yeah that the movie makes so much more sense <laughs> uh, i don't think anybody wants me reviewing their movie because everything will get, <laughs> everything will get missed everything i'm the type of guy that has to look up collector ending explained type of shit <laughs> you know a and, nice 25 and, minute youtube video will clear it all up not even the looper whatever that website is and they give you like the quick rundown yeah you know, you're keeping YouTube yeah. in business, baby. <laughs> and that's the name of the game. Yeah, never stop. Solving shit that people don't understand. That's my Even calling. if they're the college degree YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. 
<laughs> to an extent. Uh, so we get back to the safe. We or we have the safe. We get the philosopher's stone out. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back to the trunk, and this is kind of something you were talking about uh earlier frank when the guy that we see in the very beginning of the movie that we didn't touch on it was like him and his wife or whatever and of course the wife is dead you know like because we just never hear from her again and he's very clear about the idea that if you uh if he finds you he keeps one of you Mm -hmm. and then kills everything else um which I don't think he had a great statistic for because it was just like one out of two in the beginning of the movie. He does seem to pick up on the people that he has access to rather than whatever he desires. Sure. You know, Uh, but this is when he comes out of the trunk and he was like, I'm the bait. And I was like, yeah, like you were saying, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, that was like kind of a problem. Not a problem. I mean, it makes sense. Obviously, yeah, he's baiting because he's in the safe. Someone's going to look at that safe and be like, what is this weird safe? Why is this here? And then, of course, if you're screaming and banging from it, you know, of yeah. course, these characters go and, oh, okay, let me go open it. You know, of course, you, you don't have a movie without these stupid decisions. That's what I'm saying. That's why people, everyone, everyone watches a horror movie that aren't horror fans. They're like, oh, don't run in there. Why are you going in there? You wouldn't have the movie if they didn't go. In, in- exactly right. And that's why it's so hard to beat it up. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to say, like, what what I would say would be, you know, your first instinct would be to call the police. Right. And so he does attempt that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually my favorite trap in the whole fucking movie is a little spike in the earpiece of or like the receiver of the telephone <laughs> yeah, is that's hilariously new. effective. And the reason <laughs> I say that is because that has no that that is not killing anybody that's just a dick move (laughs) (laughs) there's something so funny about a spider playing with his food right or you just have like this scene where like the collector actually finds like a sewing kit and like picks up the telephone just right (laughs) <laughs> Got an idea. <laughs> Love to see this guy planning his traps. Yeah. This is I wonder if it's um, this is oh let me get this. I'm, oh, this is nice ceiling ceiling fan with blades on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is gr- awesome trap. Awesome trap. It's it's like, is he doing a Kevin style yeah. but Kevin McAllister style blueprint? He or is. <laughs> is he, he is. going around the house thinking, you know, taking notes and just all right, let me hook this up here, hook it up, rig it up. But yeah, it kind of hits the same way as like when Arthur Clown is like taking a hammer and just nailing halves of knives into a fucking piece of wood or like the leg of a table or some shit. Yeah, it's like what can what what you gotta make do, I guess, improvise. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you would like to be able to support us, some of the best ways to do that are by leaving us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever streaming service you are listening to right now. That helps our algorithm and boosts us in, as well as liking or pre-saving our episodes. If you would like to be able to support us directly, the best way to do that is by joining our Patreon. The lowest price at $3 a month, which gives you access to 
commercial free exclusive interviews bonus episodes and a plethora of other things we definitely have other uh, standard levels as well however that is in fact the cheapest and easiest way to help us so thank you guys so much for listening today either way thank you for the support if you'd like to know anything that's coming up event wise for us make sure to follow us on instagram at under the floorboards five again that's under the floorboards five and check out our patreon at patreon.com backslash under the floorboards see you there enjoy the show um so essentially what happens is now uh now that he's decided to be a hero, he's going to go downstairs and figure out what's going on. The collector is now kind of like chasing around the house and he ha- he finds uh, the t- the mom and the dad mm-hmm. downstairs who are fucked up in varying <laughs> stages of consciousness. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, dad is bleeding a lot. Uh, mom is like, d- it was weird that her eyes were duct taped and then there was like pins in the duct tape to keep it there i think I that guess. was a nod to her obsession with plastic surgery but that's just me a little uh... i just don't think the collector cares about that, that like, he, he doesn't seem like, he doesn't seem like a personal it's the killer. saw yeah. thing you know it's <laughs> it's, it's the saw you yeah you're treating this like a saw movie i want it to be a saw movie i want it to be a saw i would love at the very end john kramer <laughs> you know, like, you but, know. Like, but he's like 20 you know? yeah it's his old thing yeah, yeah. Um, his old uh his old ways so now we get into like kind of one of the best parts is like the kill count of this movie um because you boop, know boop, 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 boop. yeah so for like you know no reason at all no one listens to arkin right so our first kill is we actually have uh uh the dad dies he mm-hmm. they just like come back downstairs we don't actually see any of it he's just now upside down with his entrails and oh my god he was cocooned jesus christ it was right there oh yeah because i was sitting here like why did they use 30 pounds of fucking gauze on this yeah. dude yeah because he got wrapped cocooned. up dude <laughs> wow man this movie just yeah <laughs> <laughs> just blew my fucking mind <laughs> that's why it's so good i see i love this movie even though i didn't know all those little little bits and pieces i didn't pick up on you know what i mean i that, do that's why it's now it's even better god i think that actually makes the i, I think i have to change my pun for the the next one like... <laughs> oh here we go here we go let's go well, let's come on. not, oh, not oh. quite the next one we're almost there but after that um we have the um wife because uh, Arkin gets the distraction, goes upstairs to try and find Hannah. He can't. Uh, there's a cat that dies in fucking acid. It's my favorite thing ever. Acid glue <laughs> and caffeine. Oh, Bro, that, that was crazy. What a combination. The G-A-G. Yeah. That gag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cat doesn't even die from the acid. <laughs> he peels the cat, the cat off. Throws <laughs> the thing. He's good hearted for that. It's kind of hard to try to get the cat out of there. Yep, threw it but right no, in the team, like, like all heroes do. <laughs> Went all Louis the Sixteenth on this cat. <laughs> um. So when he gets back down, um, she doesn't listen to him. You know, so she, he because he says, "Look at my back. Your husband's fine. I'll come back for him." Obviously, a lie. A fucking lie. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Th- yeah, that makes him a fucking liar. Uh, but they're leaving, and he's like, "Just look at my back. Just look at my back. Just look at my back." And of course, they have like that one of those instances of slow motion, and she's like freaking out, screaming, and he's like, "Fuck this!" He stands behind a door frame to like hide himself. (laughs) (laughs) 
it felt like one of those times where you're listening to you're from Raleigh. So you've probably heard plenty of these stories on the news where it's like this person got stabbed 37 fucking times. (laughs) She opens the door and he just starts releasing on her. I thought she was dead. What do you think happens in Raleigh? People get stabbed 37 (laughs) times. Isn't their population like twice Winston? Yeah, but like that doesn't mean statistically (laughs) there's more people getting stabbed 37 times than there are here, Eric. Okay. Yeah, there actually has been a couple, like, two murders recently. Oh, okay. Well, Pretty horrible, terrible. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> sad, very sad. but Very sad. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> what was also very sad was apparently she wasn't dead. <laughs> I was going to say. Which I was like kind of confused about. So he like it's, dro- it's just it's just the comedy of him having to up the ante on her gag over her mouth. <laughs> like damn, she got it off. We'll put it back on. Damn, she got it off. Now we're gonna sew her fucking mouth shut. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. He's like, You like to scream? Okay. Typical like, you know, taunting. Oh yeah. And I guess he just like drowns her in gas. Cause sure. he, yeah, because uh, that was horrible. That one was scary. Yeah, that was awful. And like I was waiting for it. It finally happened at the end of the movie when the house fucking exploded. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I like the next section. Yeah. Past, yeah. Think, um. Because the rebellious teenage daughter Jill has gone out with her boyfriend in his bright red Mustang. And we got to make out in the car in the front yard and everything. And uh, my parents aren't home. Let's go inside and have sex. Okay, cool. But I don't want to have sex. But I want to have sex. (laughs) I hate heteros flirting, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So he, like, spread, like, they don't even have sex. He's just, like, doing oral or whatever. While, like, the the collector's just sitting there watching and, like. Pause. Pause. Because she went through the side door. (laughs) Because the front door now has four deadbolt locks on it that weren't there. Yeah. And and mom changed the locks on her. That That's was the fucking handyman. Cause... The collector's the handyman installing four fucking he is the handyman. into a door in a door frame in the span of about three hours. Let's go. As um, a handyman, he's uh, exterminator. You got to get this guy's number. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's the guy you want to know. Uh, the best part about that scene was like they was so they were like so cutesy about it where it's like oh they don't see the staircase that's full of fucking nails coming out of it <laughs> they're barely missing the trip wires or, or the they... dude wearing a burlap sack for a mask that's, that's just masturbating in, in the corner <laughs> <laughs> horrible horrible he's uh, crouching the corner they're doing their thing Arkin's trying to to crawl around I think it's Arkin he's just crawling yeah. around yeah. <laughs> It's funny because it's the exterminator, so it would be Orkin, the Orkin man. Anyway, I Orkin made eye contact in this scene at first, like the way that they shot right. it. I was like, did they just like kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> knowing a knowing glance? They're just watching an underage girl have sex. That was what my thing was, man. I have such an issue with like teenage titties in, in horror movies. Yeah. How, how often they come, <laughs> yeah, but that's like a that's a fine line, dude. I'm sorry, it's like, hey, I hate that too, yeah. You know what I mean? I Man, the eighties the were wild. Most of those people were 30. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of our favorite traps. Um, oh my God. Is oh my god. First of all, the fucking machete comes down that we saw earlier. This just loses his like all of his fingertips. Like that was actually a really cool special effect. Just do, 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 do. <laughs> 
I like oh. the premise of oh. the machete. Like, <laughs> like that was what the intended target was, was a hand. This guy gets pulverized in this house, dude. <laughs> like, the collector yeah. works a combo on him, dude. <laughs> it was so fun. And, I'm, and I'm pretty sure we have our favorite. I'm pretty sure we have the same favorite kill. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the thirst trap. <laughs> the thirst trap. Because <laughs> they slow-mo this scene. My man steps back into the first bear trap and steps into the second bear trap, kneels down into, into the third and fourth. And he's trap. just like. <laughs> and then like Enya's his way backwards. Enya. <laughs> <laughs> Jill Jill I thought was screaming at that and then collector (laughs) collector they get a they get away for a minute but it was for not because she was like why is our handyman here and goes to like grab a pair of scissors and stab him for another one of my favorite kills from the window to the wall (laughs) that one crazy count it fucking zip lined into a fucking projector that just had a wall of nails behind turns out this was a trebuchet and you got <laughs> launched pinned up against the that was crazy and then the projector yeah the projector going on and creepy. they should have been playing a movie on it like i want to know what the collector's favorite movie right. was it, it would it probably would have been like a documentary about bugs that would have been cool <laughs> it's a bug's life eight-legged freak. oh yeah or b-movie <laughs> Yeah. B movie. B movie. 100%. B movie. He seems like a B movie guy. And B movie, like a horror B movie. Oh, yeah. 100%. Hell yeah. 100%. It's, it's See, actually, now you're you're connecting the dots now. Is it also called Blood and Honey? <laughs> <laughs> Blood uh, and Honey. Uh, but we also get to. Okay. Shit. John. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So Arkin escapes because everyone is dead. So he looks back, and of course, there's just Hannah in the window. I was going to say, except the child. (laughs) The one who's, God, that could be my daughter. (laughs) Like, what is she going to do? Just be an orphan after this? What's the best case scenario? (laughs) I couldn't save anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes back in, and, you know, there's the the Scooby-Doo style chase with Hannah. Like, through the house, they had more of those. Up like, and down that laundry chute, like, yeah. twice. <laughs> oh, 100%. That, that is a cool ass scene. I, I will give it. That one is really cool with the laundry chute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they finally get back to Hannah's room. And, of course, like, the, the collector's like, damn, this is the only one that I did booby trap. God damn it. Let me get the dog. <laughs> like, get, get the house. That dog. <laughs> dog. Uh, so this is actually like one of the things that I feel like people just do in video games. Like you just what, fucking throw lightning into a pool of water to get yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yet the collector <laughs> has the wherewithal to lead with the body. So that's what I thought the bait thing meant until Frank said something earlier. Like I thought that he was just like the <laughs> the extra to just throw <laughs> water to throw in the way. <laughs> The fail yeah. for him to surf on through the, the hot wax acid wax. You could call that kill a shocking twist. I like it. <laughs> We're counting all of them today. Was that the was that the pun? Yeah, that was the pun. Love I it. hate awesome. that I had to tell you because now it just means that it sucks. That's as good as awesome. That is as good. Awesome. Love it. Uh we have the cop show up. <laughs> cop gets dog. My favorite thing about this sequence too. Woof, there it is. Woof, there it is. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, law dog. Um, we, uh, have 
the collector actually like whistle and point off the dog because again he operates in a torturous slow death kind of way this is a spider man if you will and he's sort of you know he kind there's of there's no way home there's no way home exactly oh man what's funny is that's where i was going with that point <laughs> and you said it <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth congratulations so you take so you take spider-man and home alone and saw <laughs> and you have the collector just just clap it up just clap just, it up. just give it Good up shit. For the, the collector they do walk on the ceiling here in a little bit but that's a whole other thing um <laughs> yeah uh so we get our kill so now the dog is coming in to you know we we have them hiding you know we have hannah and arkin just kind of hiding out making sure that like they try and get out of the house because obviously the collector is coming back in Collector comes back in with a fucking German shepherd who I guess just fucking kills people. And he, <laughs> this is one of my favorite deaths is it like chases them through, like chases them through the house. They wind up getting in a uh, bathroom. They take a lighter and I guess some extra gas or toilet paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the dog runs in, they take the bucket and just shove it over the dog. <laughs> oh man, I saw that one was. <laughs> The dog runs into it. Like he runs into it. <laughs> then my head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my man is such a gangster that he killed that dog, picked it up, and threw it at the collector on some Rorschach shit. <laughs> and it just like that shot was so cool because right. it just exploded around him and like through the. Shot. I have never seen a horror movie in my life where two completely unrelated animals get like bisected. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a cat is guillotined in half and a dog is shot in half. Yeah. So then we have, you know, the fish Crazy. hook torture porn kind of stuff. And which know. was a really solid trap. I will say the fish yeah. hooks would be fucking annoying. Again, that's one of those dead oh, yeah. traps. Yeah. That, that, I love. that one's you gotta just rip out of that baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's nothing else you really can do. Like you either are like, I'm just gonna sit here and die and get my teeth chiseled out. Or I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because for some reason, he's still not really going after Hannah, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like that's kind of that final girl energy that mm-hmm. our boy Arkin is giving off at this point. Dude, is yeah. Hannah in two? Like, be real with me. Is Hannah in two? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she just like passes by on her bike. Right. Like, I, I don't know. In front of the fucking house. <laughs> I'd have to f- I have to finish watching it. My rewatch. <laughs> I have to. 100 percent We'll have to come back and talk about the collected the collection mm-hmm. collection. Mm-hmm. The collection. Yeah. <laughs> the steelbook collection. Mm-hmm. Uh so then we have uh, you know, our hero triumphantly rips out, pulls Hannah. They get out of the house with a mirror trap because they had like the guy mm-hmm. j- or the collector just forgets, I guess, <laughs> that he's standing under a chandelier that he armed with knives. Yes. <laughs> So that they just kind of like, and he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And he's like, what? His, <laughs> ah. <laughs> he, the guy sounded exactly like how I would imagine the guy from the beginning of the movie screaming. So that was just like all the validation that I needed at this point. <laughs> yeah. You sound like an exterminator. <laughs> Validated. Ah, <American> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> It'd be funny if they had the collector going, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was his tactics. It's like a bee. That'd be so, so, so stupid. 
Very campy, very campy. Yeah. I'll say the least, sure. I really kind of wish that uh, this is where the movie ended because when they get out to the road, the so Jill had <laughs> Jill, Jill had tried to call the police earlier and just dropped her phone. And the collector doesn't give a fuck. So the call comes in. They wind up coming to the location, and while they're on the way, Arkin like walks out in the middle of the road and like tries to stop them and gets hit by a cop car going fifty five fucking miles an hour. <laughs> because what do you do? <laughs> that was clearly how that should have been handled. You step out in front of the line of cops. I seriously think if they had ended it right, he gets hit. You see the collector pick up Hannah and just go back into the darkness. Uh-huh. Like, what a fucking ending and that would have been. Dies. Oh, 100%. Because you already didn't tell us anything about what happened to your daughter or your mm-hmm. wife or the fucking money that you now owe to mm-hmm. <laughs> to the guy yeah. that you're doing this job with. Right. And none of their people ever showed up either. <laughs> did you notice that? I, like, did. I thought that was weird. He was supposed to see his guy at whatever o'clock. Right. When they made this deal. Midnight. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's my other thing is, was it the collector at the end? So like, you know, it, as it turns out, the girl was not actually being picked up by the collector. It was actually by an yeah. officer and it was all, it was all a dream. And like, he winds up getting into the ambulance, gives his speech about how he knows who the guy is. And then the ambulance, like just fucking jackknifes in the middle of the road so i guess like they're better drivers than cops are because the only thing that i can put in my mind is that the collector was standing in the middle of the road and they were like oh fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. well he does hit the car he does hit oh, the he ambulance. Does hit the car. Yeah, yeah yeah the truck comes it, out yeah looking down yeah. my notes for that yeah <laughs> but that was uh probably my favorite favorite shot in the whole movie i will say is yeah. it's arc and strapped to that you know trauma table or whatever and, playhouse show. yeah 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 and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so good r.i.p so <laughs> indeed <laughs> i remember the hour <laughs> that was that was a great sequence for sure and the then movie closes gets... out you know and strong you know there's a whole mm-hmm. lot that's going on beforehand and yeah i guess some questionable choices i guess you know opportunities to end it you know prior but i think it was a fine ending personally it did feel like it ended like three times in five minutes which was yeah kind of weird. oh yeah it, it did that 100 <laughs> the king ending yeah 100 um but yeah uh our our hero gets stuffed into the same red he box gets collected he gets collected and that's the end of our movie man. Yes, so that was one hell of a ride um uh before uh we'll do final thoughts real quick and then uh frank i'd like you to plug whatever uh you got going on which is a lot actually i mean like i'll just say my final thought is this movie is fucking awesome and you should watch it yep eric what about you i'm echoing that i will say it's a mixed bag for me because again i had my brain turned on when i was watching this movie and it's just like i said there's some things that i probably would have done a little bit differently had i been in charge of the writing and the screenplay and all that but you can't knock a slasher for being realistic Mm -hmm. just can't so i'm going to temper that with that last statement frank what about you brother I love this movie, like I've said many times before. I think it's very creative. It's witty. You know, there's a lot of symbolism, as we've uncovered, um, <laughs> that I did not know of. Didn't hit, didn't hit quite, quite as hard as I thought, as I wish. But now I understand. And, but no, just a great, fun movie. Like, like keep you on the edge of your seat, nail biter for sure. Anxiety inducing. You'll be, you know, you got a guy to root for. You got, you know, this little girl running around and our own house with all these booby traps and there's a lot of craziness going on and 
it it'll keep you interested for sure. It's not gonna you'll, you'll you won't get bored of this movie. No one hundred percent. No shot. No way. Pacing's great, and I think super solid, super solid film. Wish they made a third one. Yeah, and that's kind of in like a creative limbo, if I'm not mistaken, right? We're kind of in like pre-production for the third one, or is that they had it in 2019? They were doing it, and then it got shut down for unforeseen for circumstances, okay. something like that. COVID. I, I heard that. I guess. But... That's my guess. That's not. That's not. A, that's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's 2019. I don't know. Yeah. True. Maybe so. Maybe they knew. Maybe they got like letters from, <laughs> from Washington. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, awesome. so collector, great film. Make sure say. you check it out, guys. It's available on Tubi. Uh, but more importantly, there is a lot of really fucking awesome projects coming out. Uh, and make sure that you're checking out our Patreon if you want to hear more about that, uh, including our exclusive interview with Mr. Frank Dormani here. Um, so Frank. Tell us about everything you got going on and everything that's coming out. So we have Phantom Fun World and Watchdog both just had their premieres in the same weekend. One, uh, Watchdog, New Jersey Horror Con, and Popcorn Frights, Florida, and virtual premiere, I believe. And then Phantom Fun World was out in Indianapolis, Indiana for Horror Hound. Big hit over there. Everyone, from what I've heard, loved it and had a lot of positive things to say about it. They sold out of the Blu-rays there that they had. The, the uh, I guess they were kind of test-pressing copies, kind of. They were made for the festival and mm -hmm. they sold out of all of them so there's another round out on pre-order oh, now yeah, it is um <clears throat> i i think late checkout is about to hit um it's uh there you go oh yeah i wore my shirt on wednesday <laughs> so it's in, the, in, it's in the wash it's in the wash now but <laughs> yeah there's merchandise available already for late checkout those shirts another one too i might snag the other one because the other one's sick too but it i love sick. that one i love that one and yeah late checkout We'll probably get physicals going shortly because I think they just got like a test press DVD and something. Yeah. But yeah. Keep an eye on that one. Um, yeah. Just a lot of big releases uh, ahead. Um, as as usual, got like a bunch of the, uh, the got some lifetime thrillers that I uh, worked on coming up. Uh, we got one coming on September 24th. Um, that's airing, which is a fun one. It's a bunch of other stuff down the pipeline, you know. Hardest working man in Hollywood. Well, uh, yeah. Raleigh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Rollywood, sorry. Rollywood. Yeah. Rollywood. Yeah. Sure, if you want to call it that. But yeah, man, a lot of exciting stuff. Happy to happy to have chatted with you guys. Always a great time. Got to definitely do it again. Absolutely, man. We're you are always welcome on our show. Let's give it up for Frank Dormani one more fucking time. Eric on sound over there. Hell yeah, Eric. <laughs> and our and the lovely lovely host. Aaron. Mr. John. <laughs> the E train. Mr. John. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, again, thank you so much, brother, for being on the show. Thank you thank guys you for guys. listening and make sure you're checking out everything that Frank has coming out. And most of that is actually available on Spotify, Apple Music. Make sure you're checking him out. Unlike a lot of our other artists, you can actually listen to them. Just jump right <laughs> in. Yeah, you can yeah. you can just go on yeah. like if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can just put Frank Dormani in your search engine it's right that's right crazy. there it's i'm crazy. the only frank dormani on there so <laughs> the only one on imdb too love that so yeah unless my dad starts uh, a film career are you a junior oh, shit yep not direct yeah. my we have different middle names but got it okay heard on that good deal um but thank yeah. you guys once again thank you frank for being with us and thank, thank you, you guys, guys for listening and thank you for joining us we're at creeks and cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night boom